A house is made of wood and stone, but only love can make a home. Welcome to the Repco Light Home Improvement Show, helping you make your home into one you'll love even more. Here are your hosts, Dan Hansen and Betsy Thompson. Well, good morning, everybody. Good morning, Betsy. Good morning, Dan. Are you excited? You always are excited. Yes. Yes, I'm usually excited. Yeah, you're usually There's excited. There's usually something I'm, that I'm really excited about. Yeah, I'm usually excitable. Yes, that yeah. is true. Would you ever want to be with me on a, like a sinking ship? Nope. Yeah, I'm I'm one of the freaker outers, aren't I? Yes, I am going to get in a rowboat and get away as fast as I can. <laughs> and leave destruction you there. will follow wherever yep. I'm panicking. Yeah, wasn't there a cartoon where there was a little critter that turned into like a oh the Tasmanian yes. devil? Yes, yes, That's yes, me? yes. Thank you. Yes. When I get freaked out. Yes, yes. Yeah. Absolutely. So you're excited. I'm excitable. Yes. What are you excited about? Uh, I am excited because Brad Krause, the president of Service Professors, here to talk about the trades and why it's important to send some of our our kids to trade schools and to places to do these jobs that we are so severely lacking. Right. That is going to be really fun. Yes. I am also excitable about that. Yeah, of course. And we've got Sarah Penn, a blogger, in the studio with us, which is kind of new. Yeah, she contacted us on Facebook, and I am super excited about the things that she is doing and the things she's going to talk about. So, Sarah, thanks for being here. Hi. How are you? I'm well. Now, Sarah, I have to admit. I may or may not be slightly stalking you on she Instagram. Is. It's nonstop. <laughs> I, well, every time I check Instagram, here's Sarah. She's got something new and cool that she's done, and I'm constantly looking at Dan. Hey, look at this. Look what Sarah did. <laughs> so today I want to talk about the nursery that you have worked on. You've done other projects, but this is the one that you've most recently done and is on Instagram. And I have to tell you, I think it is absolutely amazing. It's beautiful. Well, and if anybody wants to check it out while we're talking about it, how do they find it right now, Sarah? So if you find me on Instagram, you just plug in my handle. It's Sarah Owen Penn. Penn only has one N. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then you can see what I'm up to, see my latest projects, my latest photos, and then... Um, Each project, I try to do a video where it shows how to uh, do things. Um, We are not experts by any means. (laughs) So it's kind of just showing the everyday person how to do these projects around the house. And it's really simplifying something that looks really complicated. Well, your nursery does... The way it's put together looks like a magazine photo, and it does look like maybe it was complicated to do. How on earth did you get all of these things to come together? Where did you start in this process? Um, For this particular project, I started with our floral wall. Mm -hmm. That's been something really big. A lot of people have been doing the floral wallpaper. Mm Mm-hmm. And just looking through it a little bit more, you have to find a way to make all these trends your own. So a lot of the floral wallpapers were really busy for me. my spot, my style, <laughs> my style is a little more simplistic. I like a lot of white. Mm-hmm. So a whole wall of floral was just a little overwhelming for me. Mm-hmm. So I just search through Instagram and Pinterest to find other people that had projects that I thought would be more similar to my taste. Mm -hmm. So instead of a wallpaper, I went with a decal instead. So that way it doesn't cover the entire wall. It just gives you a little bit of accent. 
But then as you get going, you see kind of what fits in the room. Uh, Sometimes your ideas don't exactly pan out how they are in your mind. Mm -hmm. And you think, oh, well, this is missing something, which is when I added the board and batten wall, Mm -hmm. uh, which has been another huge trend lately. Um, Yep. If you follow, like, HGTV, Joanna Gaines, she does a lot of shiplap. Mm -hmm. So any textured wall right now is super in. It just creates a lot of dimension for the space and makes it so you don't have to um, throw a lot of stuff on the wall. Mm -hmm. It's already decorated even without decorating it, if that makes sense. That makes sense. So tell everybody who isn't right now on your Instagram account checking out the pictures, just kind of walk us through what it looks like. So the board and batten wall um, is a little bit different than shiplap. And there's a ton of different kinds of board and batten that you can do. It's basically mimicking um, older designs from like the 1800s mm-hmm. where people did a whole entire wall made of real oak or walnut you'd see those like beautiful walls right. before and now you can recreate it for way less money <laughs> that's nice. that whole entire wall cost us 22 dollars wow which, so what did you do so you paint the wall yeah and then i basically took thin uh, strips of wood. This time I used real wood. Normally I don't because it's cheaper. But this time I found cheaper, thinner strips of wood. And um, I think they're about an inch thick. And you create a border around the wall. And then we just space them out vertically about 12 inches apart. So it creates this illusion of a board and batten wall but in reality, it's just some sticks we kind of nailed yep. onto the wall. We did that on that a... That is cool. Well, we didn't end up doing it. We were going to on that display. Oh, yeah. I our, remember that. Yeah. For that designer event that we did. The best of intentions. Yeah. Well, <laughs> in our situation, it was just too tiny of a display right. and it looked very busy. Yeah. But yes, it's so simple. You put that up and you, like you said, you get this visual tech. You've got texture. You've got all of that going on for something that takes almost no effort mm-hmm. at all. Absolutely. And normally we don't even use real wood because you're covering it with paint anyway. I see a lot of people in West Michigan using like pallets on the wall too and Mm -hmm. they don't paint it. I like to paint it though because then you don't have to use a high quality wood Mm -hmm. and it looks like it's already built into the wall. So it just creates texture within the wall that looks like it's supposed to be there. It adds Mm -hmm. the character that, like my home that we're redoing now, was built in the 80s. None of that had character. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I lived through the 80s. (laughs) So did you. Yeah, I did. I did. And yes, those those homes don't Uh have a lot of character. We can add it, but it's not there. No. Waiting to be discovered. (laughs) Right. No. Maybe in 40 or 50 years, we'll look back and say, wow, those homes have character. That plastic floor had character. That is so (laughs) neat. It's so retro. Um, I have one quick question because we do have to break like in the next couple of seconds here. But what sheen are you putting on that board and batten wall? I'm always using a flat or a matte paint. Okay. 
So not a super high gloss, because I think some people think that that has to be really shiny when you do that. Never. I think you could do anything, though. It all depends on what your what your tastes are. Right. It's just intriguing to me, because yeah. a lot of people have this thought that that's what you have to do. That's not what you have to do. Sarah just proved that. Right. Sarah, we have some more questions. Can you hang with us over the break? Yeah, for sure. Fantastic. We'll be back in the studio with Sarah Penn after a break. Stay tuned. Helping you turn your house into your dream home. This is the Repco Light Home Improvement Show, presented by Benjamin Moore on News Radio Wood 1300 and 1069 FM. And we're back. I'm Dan Hansen. And I'm Betsy Thompson. And we're in the studio with Sarah Penn talking about a nursery that you put together. Yeah. And we've been kind of talking through how you got started. Just just keep walking us through the process because there are people who are in the situation where a nursery, that's always one of the things we talk to people about in the store. They're Mm -hmm. coming in because they're getting ready to create this nursery space in their home, and they're struggling with pulling the whole thing together. They want great results, but they struggle to get them. You ended up with great results. How did you get to that point? So uh, I think when I'm planning out the nursery, you see all of these things in the store like kits for nurseries that has matching everything. Mm -hmm. And it starts to become too overwhelming, too cluttered, too matchy-matchy, a lot of cartoon characters maybe. Mm -hmm. And they wonder why they're nursery isn't resembling those in the magazine and it's because you're overthinking it Mm -hmm. you just have to simplify it add some little pretty touches like i said my style is pretty simplistic Mm -hmm. um i like a lot of white and clean and you just have to add elements so it makes it look like there's more style like a a fun wall here and there um but you don't need to go crazy with all the the matching stuff, if that makes sense. Well, I would like to point out that your nursery is not, it doesn't scream baby to me. I mean, if you took out the crib, to me, it could be just about anything. You didn't go with the, you know, sheep and the little <laughs> baby bunnies. Or <laughs> the, if there are elements like that, it's it's elements that can be removed easily. Right. People do make that mistake, so too, versatile. where they really go overboard with mm-hmm. elements that are more permanent or harder to replace. And then, right. you know, we love that because then a few years later, <laughs> the room has to be redone and then redone that and is redone. True. You've got something that you could live with if you chose to. Well, and I think you have to keep in mind each room is still a room in your house. Mm-hmm. So you want it to all flow and have the same sort of style. And you can add little touches to each room like if it's a little girl room and you want to add some more pink go for it but like he said add like one wall of pink if that's what you're wanting to do or some accents like a throw blanket or some pillows but to do a bubblegum pink head Mm -hmm. to toe is a little overwhelming and probably doesn't go with the rest of your home decor yeah i have to say i just love everything you've put in there now, talk about like the the flooring and things like that, because I found it very intriguing. So a lot of our projects, um, we are in a huge fixer-upper of a house. Not mm-hmm. a huge house, but 
a lot of projects. Right. And like I said, it's a 1980s home, so there's a lot of artificial textures everywhere, one of them being the flooring. Mm -hmm. Um, So most of our flooring is vinyl throughout, and all of our bedrooms have like an indoor-outdoor blue carpet. (laughs) Like I said, those 1980s. (laughs) Right. Um, So I find the best way to be in that transitional stage Mm -hmm. is to cover it up with a rug. Realtors use this trick all the time. Just cover it up. If it's not in your budget for a project right now, make do and cover that crap up. (laughs) Because <laughs> nobody wants blue carpet well, right now. Right. Well, maybe some people do. Not the blue carpet I have. <laughs> That's for sure. So you've got a rug down? I do have a rug down, It's and it's a very textured rug. So like I said, a lot of the walls and stuff are simple, but with elements of design. But the rug has a lot of dimension to it. So it creates, it's a very neutral rug, but it creates a little bit of texture for your eye. I think that's the biggest thing um, that I'm loving right now is texture Mm -hmm. because it's still neutral, but it creates a lot of style. Well, and that's one of the things that people miss a lot of the times when they're starting the whole decorating thing. You know, we get a house, we, we really think of color is the way that you're going to make a big change in a room. And, of course, you can make a huge change in a room with color. Mm -hmm. But you forget about textures. Right. And textures bring so much Mm -hmm. visual interest to a space. Right. Where do you find these ideas? I know you talked a little bit about Pinterest and Instagram. Do you, like, create boards of all of the ideas of things you're kind of looking at and then go from there? How do you put all these things together? You definitely can create boards. Um, I like to keep it all inside my head just because I'm crazy like that. (laughs) It's all in here. Uh Um, But... Like I said, as you go, you're going to make changes. You're going to find that one room isn't exactly like another room, and you're going to um, create more evolution oh. as you go. So you may see one part of your room is really looking good, and then you get to the other part, and it's completely bare, and you're like, oh, well, what about over here? And then you can keep adding things to it. So I wouldn't say I ever have a plan where... I, it's exactly how it's going to go. You mm-hmm. just kind of keep making changes as your room evolves and it all comes together. Well, that's really important, too, because a lot of people, like you said, they, you talked about the room in a box kind of a thing, you know, the whole package mm-hmm. put together. We get this idea that when we do this room, it's, it's this complete finished product. Mm-hmm. You know, it's done. Everything is exactly how it should be. And yet a lot of the times when it's done really well, it's a process that evolves over time. You know, you get where you think you're done, and then you start to notice little things that need a little more attention. Or certain things I'm sure that you thought were going to be perfect in there that maybe could find a place somewhere else because the room has changed as you're going. It's kind of changed where you want to go with it. Well, I think that a lot of times when we're talking to people in our stores, they've come in to choose paint colors and maybe they've been to the flooring store just previously to pick out flooring. And the next stop is they're going to pick out cabinets or whatever. And they do it all in one day. You know, I have this one day or I have two days to get all this stuff done and they cram it all together 
and that's where the stress comes from. It's just absolutely overwhelming. And then maybe they find something, you know, three weeks later. Oh, man. I wish I, wish I would have bought that. Right. <laughs> I've done that. <laughs> well, then, everyone out there who does that, you're not alone. Right. So I'm guessing that you just kind of pick up things as you see them. We're, you know, oh, I like this rug, so I'll grab that. Oh, I like this and thing, so I'll get it. that. Well, yes, right. We don't want obviously. to imply that you're, you're stealing <laughs> stuff, right? So, yeah, I would say never buy something because you have to buy it. Keep looking for the right product or the right piece to go in your space because otherwise you're going to end up with a bunch of stuff that you only half like. And then you're going to only half like the room. So, so just how wait. far ahead do you start planning these things? Like when you're doing, okay... Nursery, obviously, there's kind of sort of a deadline. But the next room that you go to plan out, how far in advance do you, I mean, are you planning your next room right now? Yes, I'm already thinking about my son's room and our kitchen, and I'm getting ideas in my head. But then you have to start with one element and kind of see how it goes. And you can kind of have a plan in your mind of how it's going to go. But be willing to be flexible. Mm-hmm. Stuff's going to change, and then you're going to find that things fit better than here, than over there, and in different ways than you thought they would. Sarah is saying all of the things that we say all the time. Make sure you give yourself enough time mm-hmm. to plan out these projects. Just kind of see how it goes. And try things out. Even if you buy it, it doesn't mean you have to stick with it. And even paint colors, take a couple swatches home, see how you like them on the wall. It's not a race to get it done. I mean, sometimes it's a race for me because I'm like, oh, I have to shoot this project. (laughs) Right. Now I have to really finish it. But for the most part, I mean, you have some time. Like Mm -hmm. you said, with a nursery, it might be a little, little closer. Right. But... If you have a kitchen and you can't find the right countertops or you can't find the right drawer pulls, just keep looking until you love something. Otherwise, you're not going to love it. Right. If anyone wants to follow you on Instagram, how do they find that? Where do they find you on Instagram? So you can just plug in my handle. It's Sarah Owen Penn. And um, I'm trying to do projects as fast as I can with my 1980s house. <laughs> <laughs> well, and with the baby coming, that may, there it may, may be a... It may slow down a yeah, little bit. That's okay. It's worth a look. So everyone, look up Sarah, follow her. She's got some S-A-R-A, great stuff. S-A-R-A, is there an H? There's no H. And no extra N. No extra N. Just so you minimize, you like simplicity in the decorating and simplicity <laughs> in your name. You've cut off extra letters. Yeah, we don't need any extra stuff. Exactly. No. Sarah, thanks for being here. Thank you so much. Now, coming up after the news, we're going to be back in the studio with Brad Krauss talking about trades and why your college students should be thinking about them. Stay tuned. want to take your DIY skills up a rung, the RepcoLite Home Improvement Show is here to give you a boost on News Radio Wood 1300 and 106.9 FM. Well, Pepsi, mm-hmm. we're going to talk about trades. Yes. Yeah, we're going to trade all kinds of stuff like the baseball cards. <laughs> Did you ever do that? Oh, of course. I still have them in my parents' basement, I think. I don't. My mom threw all of my baseball cards away and I repeatedly... 
see values uh-huh. come up, and I know uh-huh. I had multiples of those cards. Yep. We're going to talk about different kind of trades, though. Yes. More the important, important kind. Things. Yes. We're in the studio with President of Service Professor Brad Krause. Brad, thanks for being here. Thank you for having me again. again. Yeah. Yes, thank you. Brad's been back multiple times. Yep. Did your mom ever throw away your baseball cards? You know, it's a, a great topic because I was absolutely a baseball card, basketball card collector, and mine are in safekeeping. I'm, I'm happy to say they are in my basement. Oh. Well, I guess I should be happy for them. I should well, be <laughs> upset. That's how the, bitter I am. That's the old story, right? Everybody's lost them because of uh, uh-huh. accidental throwaways. Yeah, uh-huh. well, it wasn't an accident. She was on a spree. <laughs> yeah, yes. she says that it was happens. my fault. Oh well. Anyway, we anyway. want to talk about trades. Yep. And just the need for workers out there, because really. If you look at article after article, mm-hmm. you find that nationwide, there are more trade jobs in carpentry and electrical and plumbing, you right. name it, than there are people to fill them. In right. fact, in getting ready for this, I was skimming around and came across a report that came out of Grand Valley State University mm-hmm. just last year, and it talked about how there's 80,000 skilled trade jobs remain unfulfilled in Michigan. So 80,000 jobs unfulfilled and they suggest that that's that's a problem for the future economy of the state. So, digging into that. Mm-hmm. With service professor, you guys do HVAC, plumbing, electrical, duct cleaning, all kinds of stuff. Sewer. Oh, right. Duct, all of that. Yep. Do you see this same issue in your search for workers or just in the industry? Do you see people struggling to to fill these jobs? The the struggle is definitely real, as they say. It's uh, it's a it's a serious problem today. Uh, our our workforce is retiring, frankly, mm-hmm. and uh, through a lot of a lot of different reasons. I certainly have some opinions about this topic, uh, which you know you know about some of my work that I'm doing behind the scenes, which mm-hmm. I'm sure we'll get into yeah. to try fulfilling this uh, this obligation we have to to you know bring in new and younger folks into this workforce. Um, but it absolutely is very difficult. I. Even being the president of the company, I, I enjoy talking to people, as you know, and mm-hmm. um, I, I, I do take the uh, the recruitment part of our, our business head on myself. Uh, I, I play a very large role in that part um, as far as just recruiting from apprentices to seasoned technicians, if you can find them, uh, different things of that nature. And so I'm, I'm very much involved in it and definitely can solidify that there is a serious issue out there. Well, I know for me, when I was getting ready to go to college... They said you have to go to college. I didn't necessarily want to go, but I was given like that one job or you can go flip burgers or, you know, work at the grocery store bagging people's groceries. There, Nobody said anything about, about going into the trades. Right. Other options. It's just been drilled into my head from, like you said, the point I was little. I know my kids growing up, you know, right now I've got two high school seniors all that has ever been presented really mm-hmm. as a viable option is really college. Right. The other option is really bad. <laughs> right. That's yeah. part of the problem. Why do you, you know, you said you've got opinions about why we're here. Let's just start with that. Why do you think we are here at this point? Sure. You know, there's definitely, a, like you said, there's a stigma out there that there is two options and one's mm-hmm. good and one's bad. And, right. y- you know, and this is not an anti-college uh, segment, I don't believe. I'm mm-hmm. very much for college. I went to I'm college. I'm going to put my anti-college sign away right now. <laughs> no, not anti-college at all. That's I right. I went to college too. You can tell by how smart I sound. That's uh-huh. exactly right. And, and as, an, as a master electrician, I went to college and I pursued my business degree while going through my apprenticeship. So there's still value there. But, you know, if we all look at it, let's face it, 
college isn't meant for everybody, whether it be, you know, their academic ability or mm-hmm. their want in life, what they want to do, or frankly, financially, sometimes it's not, it's not doable for a lot of people. And so, you know, my, my theory on this is as even myself graduating in the late, late nineties, uh, we had shop class, we had welding class at mm-hmm. Greenville high school where I graduated from. Go Yellow Jackets. And, uh, you know, they, we had those classes, but it was a short, you know, 10 years later where most of those classes were taken out and right. they were replaced with computer labs and different things of that nature because of the budgets that all of our schools face. And that, that struggle is real as well. We get that. But they cut out all these manufacturing jobs that are, excuse me, um, classes that were prepping mm-hmm. people for the trades. And when we say trades, all the things that we do, certainly, but drywall, but, you know, manufacturing, mm-hmm. all those things that do not require college college education and people can make a great living doing them. So it's definitely been a, a pain point for me and some of the things that I'm doing behind the scenes to kind of rejuvenate the, uh, the, the luster of going into the trades and perhaps avoiding college debt. Or if you do still go to college, still knowing what the trades do offer. Well, the college debt thing, you know, th- that's one of the things with my daughter, you know, she had, she's got a plan. She's mm-hmm. going to college. And so this has been a huge process. I don't even know how long ago she really started getting everything together. I'm very fortunate that she really <laughs> she took the reins. Took the reins on this. But we, you know, looking at all the prices and everything, a private school, the average tuition is about thirty five grand if you mm-hmm. live there. Per right? year. Per year. And one of the things I was reading is that generally, you know, nationwide again, the average student that goes for four years for a four year degree mm-hmm usually takes six years before they're out. And so it's not just the four years times 35,000. On average, it's Mm -hmm. even more than that. So the debt just piles up. And how do you dig out from underneath that? Right. And you wouldn't believe how many resumes we get with people with bachelor degrees. And here they are now applying to be an electrical apprentice or a plumbing Mm -hmm. apprentice because, you know, but they still they still have that debt. We have a a great electrical apprentice right now named Ben. And uh, he he has a four year degree and he's a smart gentleman, no doubt about it, which is why he was attractive to us. We hired him. But he says all the time he wishes he knew what he knows now four years ago before he Mm -hmm. went into school. Um, and, And that's just because he knows what's meant for him in his life. It doesn't mean that he's wrong for going to college. You know, it's just, it's one of those things where I think that the realization of, hey, at 21, 22 years old after high school, I, I could be making close to, if not above a six-figure income without any debt. That That's appealing. Mm-hmm. And, and these young folks that want to go into that, they just have to find the right company. And I don't blame parents for thinking there's no luster in the trades. And I think that's because of years. Well, that's how years. we were you know, in college. That was right. drilled into our heads. Like Betsy said, there's two options. If you don't go to college, you're going to be, you know, scrounging for food in alleyways and mm-hmm. things like that, <laughs> right. right? Well, yeah. I never even thought there was an option. And mom and dad, you know, the generation before, mm-hmm. they didn't go to college. So they were bound and determined to get us to college. So that all worked together to mm-hmm. cement that idea. Well, the problem I had is when I got out of college, all of a sudden, everybody has a bachelor's degree. So you have to set yourself apart. So you have to go to school to try to get your master's. So now you're 
putting even more money into it and you're further back in actually starting to make money how many of us don't it's know a people that circle. just kept going back and then half the time you don't use your degree well i have a degree in something that i yeah. am not using right now i'm just really <laughs> really really cranking on my english major right. that i've got yeah uh-huh. you speak that's well dan that's why you're on the radio <laughs> he does <laughs> that's the thing i used the wrong word that's why i make fun of him all the time because i know he's an english easy major. target big target yeah well, but like um ben i think it was you yeah. mentioned right yeah absolutely what he's saying is is one of the things that I've noticed and we're making decisions, you know, the, the high mm-hmm. schoolers as they're yeah. leaving school, they're making huge decisions and we really have no idea at that point. I had no idea really what I right. wanted to do with my life. You know, I thought I knew some stuff, but yeah, you get a few years even beyond just leaving high school. You start to clarify a little bit in your mind about what you want to do, but man, you're making those decisions right off the bat. That is tough. Well, there's a lot of great students out there that are absolutely destined for a master's degree and and Mm -hmm. more power to them. It's just really when you look at the percentage of them that weren't destined for that, Mm -hmm. and yet they have this debt when when they come out of the backside of it. And and there's such an opportunity there. And when I say it's not the fault of the parents or people saying, "Don't, don't go into the trades, and I think that's from years of... The, the trades are not being ran well by mm-hmm. business owners. And, yeah. you know, we, we become stained to that of, you know, you're going to go work for these companies that don't run good businesses. And, mm-hmm. I, and I appreciate that. So I think the number one most important thing is that you, you partner with a good company mm-hmm. that does have future opportunities for you. Um, I'm happy to say that every one of our managers have been promoted from within. Uh, you know, they were former technicians. So even as far as climbing the ladder, if you will, I mean, our managers might declare whether it was a demotion or promotion. I have to ask them personally, right? <laughs> but, um, but they're all managers now. I think right. with the exception of HR, you know, you, mm-hmm. don't, you don't grab a plumber and say, hey, let's try your hand at HR. Let's see how this goes for you. But well, you could. That'd, that'd be kind of fun. Yeah, that'd be kind of fun, right? <laughs> they, they were hired from outside. But yeah. if you partner with the right company, there's absolutely a great opportunity in the trades. Well, Brad, we want to get into more and really get practical about mm-hmm. what do we do? You know, what kind of things How can do be done to get this thing moving in the right direction? Can you hang with us over the break? Absolutely. All right. We'll be back in the studio with Brad Krause in just a few minutes. Stay tuned. If you want to take your DIY skills up a rung, the Repco Light Home Improvement Show is here to give you a boost on News Radio Wood 1300 and 1069 FM. And we're back. I'm Dan Hansen. And I'm Betsy Thompson. And we're in the studio with President of Service Professor Brad Kraus. Brad, thanks for being here. Absolutely. We've been talking about trades and the need for skilled trade workers. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that we were kind of hammering on in the last segment is just the fact that college isn't for everybody. College is for certain people. You know, like Absolutely. you said, Brad, there's certain people that are just destined for that, but it's not for everybody. Who is an ideal candidate when it comes to trade work? I mean, who really can you see being drawn to something like that? Yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say there's a, a certain bio that, that fits the that fits the bill. It's, it's really anybody that's interested in it. Uh, like I said, we've we've got uh, non-college educated uh, technicians. We've got college educated technicians. So it's it's all across the board. Uh, I just uh, spoke with a female uh, recruit for that's an, a journeyman electrician uh, that's interested in joining the company. So you see many more females getting into the trades as well. That's very relevant. There's some great companies around the country that uh, put a, a focal point on hiring uh, females. Uh, we put a huge focal point on that as well. If we can find them, obviously they're, they're mm-hmm. a little more scarce mm-hmm. to to run across. But also veterans, you know, uh, bringing in our veterans with what we do, being a, a service company is is huge, and they're injecting themselves back into civilian. 
life. And mm-hmm. they kind of come out of the military with the, the yes sirs and no ma'ams. <laughs> and, and that's perfect for us being that we're so customer facing, mm-hmm. being in the service business and not the construction side. Mm-hmm. So what about skills? You know, people, do they have to have a preset? You know, for example, I was never handy at all when it came to things like a car. My dad was really good with engines and stuff like that. It completely blew my mind. I couldn't do it. Once I got my own stuff and I didn't have money to to pay other people to fix things, I all of a sudden became more adept at things. But there would have been a point that I would have figured there's no way I could ever be a mechanic because I felt like I didn't have the necessary skills. Do you have to have a certain set of skills or are those things that are trained in some sort of apprentice program? You know, it's funny you say that because I'd say you and I are cut from the same cloth. I, mm-hmm. I was the same way. My, my father is very, very handy with almost anything, can still figure out anything today. And I just wasn't I wasn't handy. Uh, but yeah, I'm a master electrician. So no, mm-hmm. not really. You don't have to be are you mechanically good? gifted. I am. I think I'm okay. a decent electrician. Yeah. I, I'm not a bad one. Put it good. that way. Awesome. So, uh, you know, yeah, I think, it, again, anybody that's interested in just exploring it, you don't have to have a preset uh, of skills we have many apprentices that never used a tool in their life, you know, until they showed up and they're doing fantastic now. It's just, it's what interests you and what you want to do. Now, what if there are people who are destined for college, kids who are destined for that, but they think that this might be a path they want to go down, some sort of trade. How do they go about getting into one of these? How do they find a company or are there college yeah, where programs? where do you even begin? Right. How do you start this process? Yeah, I think the biggest thing is exploring you know, who's hiring and, and who might take on apprenticeships because that is the difficult part. As, as you know, employers, we want people that already come in with a craft. But we look at it from a different angle. We we also see that people come in with experience in the in the trades, also come with eh, oftentimes a certain level of bad habits that they've mm-hmm. picked up over the years. And, right. and getting a new guy that, you know, is coming out of high school or just never been in part of the trades, they don't come with those bad habits. So, you, you know, we were able to hire on personality then, you know, mm-hmm. somebody that is easy to talk to from my standpoint, I know will also be easy to talk to from our customer standpoint. So that's what we hire based off his personality. We don't we don't even ask him, you know, what their mechanical aptitude was before that, whether it be with cars or working with their hands or any of those things. We 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 hire based off personality. You don't have a small test that they've got to complete <laughs> with mechanical things. Not not if they're a non-experienced apprentice. Uh, experienced yeah, that people, would probably they be do. really dangerous. <laughs> yes. Yeah, here wire this for me a minute. Yeah. Oh, he's not going to be I'm any better good. at wiring than you are. I Let's you are. face it. Now, Brad, you are talking about uh, in previous conversations that you and I have had about a program that you're trying to put into play. Sure. Why don't we talk about that a little bit at the end here? Yeah, absolutely. So we are, you know, I've, I've had this initiative and I've, I've reached out to school counselors because that's really where the whole thing starts. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, these people that are perhaps confused coming out of high school, these kids that are looking for some direction, we need to tap into that counselor realm around West Michigan. And that's what I'm attempting to do. And I've set up a program called Ride and Decide. So if you're you know, if, if your son or daughter is not, not knowing where they want to go, what mm-hmm. direction they're headed after high school, they can simply come to service professor, jump in a truck of the trade of their choice, um, and, and ride for a day and see what it's like to be a technician for a day. And then, you know, and then decide, do I want to go to college? Do I want to, you know, be a technician? Do I want to perhaps get into drywall or manufacturing or whatever the case might be? And I think having those opportunities available, uh, with no obligation on the backside is very important. It's going to help them make decisions. So trying to get that set up with our, our school counselors and, and know that we're, we're willing to you know, sacrifice that time and be, be of help for them, be of assistance. 
Right, because I know digging into it, you know, with my kids, Mm -hmm. there's not a lot of resources out there if this is the route they're maybe thinking they want to go. There's a lot of information if they want help, you know, getting college loans figured out and (laughs) scholarship Mm -hmm. and financial aid and all of those things and helping them figure out what programs they want to get into. But you start asking questions about the trade and really the answers that we've received, because my son has asked some of these questions because I've got twins doing this, Mm -hmm. and the answers he's gotten are basically go to college, and then I think they're hoping that they'll figure things out there. Right. Mm -hmm. And this is a really great program and a great opportunity, because at Service Professor, walk us through just some of the trades that just under your one roof are happening. Yeah, so we have uh, our electrical department. It's really what we cut our teeth on back in 1978. And uh, we have plumbing, uh, heating and cooling, uh, and then uh, duct cleaning, sewer, Uh, replacement and repair, and now duct sealing. So um, in all of those, you know, have the installation department besides the service department. So there's kind of two under each umbrella there also. And, you know, it's it's just, it's really cool to do. And if we are able to meet some good young folks through this process, through the ride and decide thing, like our marketing teams already has it set up that we're hoping to have a a signing day. You know, you see in the sports when Mm -hmm. they pull the hat up of which which uh, you know, a college right. are going to play you know basketball mm-hmm. and declare. We we want to do that and cool. kind of publicize it and say, hey, you're 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 making a decision. Mm-hmm. You're declaring that you're going to go to work and not college. And again, very pro college, but it's just for those that it's not meant for. Mm-hmm. Let's give them an opportunity. Let's give them right. another way. Now, for any grandparents, parents, even teens out there who are listening right now, who are kind of interested in what what you're talking about, can they actually contact service professor about this program? Absolutely. And yeah. how do they do that? Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what. I'll, I'll give my direct line. Uh, they can just call me directly. But you can learn about the company through our website, of course, serviceprofessor.com. And I believe there's a, a tab, employment tab, perhaps. And mm-hmm. just to watch the videos of what we bring to the table from a, a culture standpoint, that's really what we hang our hat on to say, we're a cool place to work, too. We're just not an electric, electrical outfit or a mm-hmm. plumbing outfit. But they can call me, 616-871-1903. And I'd love to give them a little bit more information about it and, and kind of learn a bit about their family member that's interested. Excellent. Brad, thanks so much for being here. My pleasure, as always. Well, Betsy, that's it. It is. All the time we have is gone. Everybody is allotted a certain amount of time on this sphere on which we live, (laughs) this grand sphere. Yes, and even our grand show is is up. Yes. Well, for the week. Right. As far as we know. (laughs) Yes. Who knows? You never know. You never know. Come next week. No, I know. But anyway, that's anyway, getting really dark really yes, fast. Yes, it is. Okay, let's For brighten now, it back up. For now, the time is up. Yes. If you want to listen to this episode or any other episode of the Repcolite Home Improvement Show, you just need to go to repcolite.com. You can find the archives there, mm-hmm. listen to all the past shows, and you can also check out all the experts who we've interviewed. We've got a cool right. little yep. new gadget on the website where you just click what field you're interested in, mm-hmm. electrical, and it will sort all the logos of the people we've talked to and give you just those who do electrical or roofing-related things or you name it. Okay. It's fun to click the buttons. Oh, I made it. Somebody goodness. please go click the buttons. <laughs> it's really fun. Uh, yes. Also, I want to give everyone a quick heads up. Um, we, Repcolite, Dan and I, will be participating in the Amway Riverbank Run. And Bob Trozak, and, our manager from yes. the Plainfield store. He's been on the show before. This was actually his idea. It was his idea. And, I'm not a runner. Well, we are going to run. Walk. 
<laughs> We're going to be at the run. Or walk, walking. as it may be, uh, to raise money for the Children's Healing Center in Grand Rapids. A fantastic cause. Um, we will be talking more about it. Melissa Block will be in the studio with next us week. next week to talk all about it. So yeah. be sure you tune in for we're that. We're training right now so that we're ready to go. I'm eating yes. Pop-Tarts as quickly as I can. Oh, my goodness. Because I'm sure that's going to give me the energy required. I'm sure. Well. Anyway, whatever you do today, make sure paint's a part of it. Repco Light and Port City Paint Stores are open till 3. I'm Dan Hansen. And I'm Betsy Thompson. Remember, if you're about to lose your DIY sanity, we can help you fix that crazy. And we can help you do whatever you need to do to get in shape for the big run coming up May 11. Right, Absolutely. Betsy? Uh, yes, I'll be in shape. How about you? Not a chance. <laughs> right. Thanks for listening.